huge fucking nerd. That's right, I'm a huge fucking nerd. I like lots of books and computers, cause I am a huge fucking nerd. One of a kind shades made to order by Vaporshades.com. Vaporshades designs the outer layer of the sunglasses just like a wrap on a car. They customize your sunglasses, marbling the paint. The end result is no two pair of sunglasses are alike. Yours will be completely unique to you. Check us out at Vaporshades.com. Use promo code TUTTLE for 15% off your entire order. Get ready for your daily dose of TUTTLE. Uh, the all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, TUTTLE. TUTTLE in Florida. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp, it's the TUTTLE Daily Podcast. No wonder nobody likes you, TUTTLE. Everything's a goddamn debate. All right, guys, welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are enjoying your days so far. Make sure you check out my website, Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E.net. Going to be able to find every single place that you can find me online. My online footprint can be found at Tuttle.net. I want to start getting some more voicemails from you guys. I I want to get some more listener interaction, uh, and I'd like to be able to play it. Like I said, I really don't care what you call in or want to talk about. Hopefully, eventually, I'll be able to start taking some live phone calls and get up and, and starting to do some live shows for you. But until then... You can leave me a voicemail, 407-270-3044. Once again, that is 407-270-3044. And if you don't like the sound of your voice, just like I don't like the sound of my voice, you can email me, tuttle at gmail.com. If you're hearing some ambient noise in the background, you, you guys know that I'm a stickler for audio. I like my stuff to sound and be on point. So that is the hum of my shitty ass 2006 PT Cruiser because I'm driving down Maytown Road. And I don't know if any of you guys, if you're familiar with like the Volusia County area, uh, if you're looking for a little bit of a shortcut to be able to get to Orlando area, uh, take Maytown Road because that'll take you down to Ronald Reagan Boulevard And I just got back from hanging out with Naomi Bradshaw. Uh, We wanted to get together. We've been working on some stuff. I think she actually feels pretty comfortable working on projects with me. You know, we did that big fundraiser for J. Aaron Sanders for his movie Garage. We put that all together. I shot those two music videos for Naomi. Uh, A Child Again and The Walking Wounded. If you'd like to do that, just search Naomi Bradshaw on YouTube. You'll be able to check out those two videos. But she's been doing this stuff where she's been painting. She's been painting uh, the fence in her backyard kind of like as therapy. She is a trauma survivor just like myself. She is sober. We talk about sobriety. Yeah, I know a lot of you guys that are like, listen to this show, you're like, I don't want to hear about your goddamn sobriety. I just want to drink beer and get fucked up. Yeah, I mean, trust me, I wish that I could. It's just, I cannot do that responsibly. So I went over and I shot a really, really cool video and she should be posting that today. So whenever she does, uh, just go to my social media, uh, just search Tuttle. 
uh, Twitter.com slash Tuttle, Facebook.com slash Tuttle, uh, Instagram.com slash Tuttle, everything Tuttle. So we did that cool video, and then she's going to be doing a stand-up, uh, a speaking engagement, and she wanted to go over that material as well, too. I can't wait for you guys to hear the finished product when she does it live. When it gets closer to the event and I know more details, I will promote it. So if you guys want to go check her out. So, yeah, I'm driving down Maytown Road, and I got to tell you, I... This is a road you definitely do not want to go down in the middle of the night or break down because there is absolutely no cell phone signal here. And it is a twisty, windy road. Uh, you definitely do not want to run off the road here. There's no sh uh, shoulder at all in the ditches. The ditches have got to be eight feet deep, all filled with water. Uh, I've uh, a lot of the deer the deer on Maytown Road uh, are almost suicidal they they love to just jump right in front of you I've seen so many deer hit on this road but I I wish see because sometimes I, I speed down this road because it's fun kind of reminds me of like a Formula One course uh, but like I said, you definitely don't want to run off the road here. But if I if I knew that there were no cops here, I would like to see how quickly I could make it down Maytown Road, just going as fast as I can. Oh, and that's the other thing. There, when I say that this is in the middle of nowhere, it is in the middle of nowhere. And you could tell that they're doing some street racing here because if you're, you're driving, there's this one long straightaway that they have. And they've spray painted like a start finish line and 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 then way down here you can see where they start out at because they're doing the burnouts and stuff so man I would love to come out here I also want to come out here one night during the middle of the night and see because uh, there 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 can't be much light pollution in this area and I want to see what the sky would look like because I've been getting into the whole astrophotography thing yeah, I know, it's really, really nerdy. <laughs> but, hey, I don't fight it. I'm a nerd. Could the Olympics be heading to Florida? I think it's a little bit of a pipe dream, but, hell, everybody wants to try it. I don't know why anybody would want to host the Olympics. If you look at what it costs to cities, it is a bad, bad business decision. Usually, most of the host sites, I mean, look at uh, Rio. Look at Greece. They had it in Athens, Australia, uh, China. Everybody is losing money. And they all want to talk about, oh, well, we're going to have all these venues after the Olympics that are done that we'll be able to use for other things. Hell, look at what they did in Atlanta. A lot of people don't realize this, that the Olympic Stadium, when Atlanta hosted the Olympics back in 1996, they built the Olympic Stadium so they could renovate it and turn it into Turner Field, which was the home of the Atlanta Braves. But, I mean, that was one of the few examples of where it worked out. If you go to a website or just search abandoned Olympic venues and you'll see how much. I mean, it, it looks like something from The Walking Dead, like a zombie apocalypse. It's all run down. Most of the aquatic centers, the, the pools are green. They got slime all in them, uh, graffiti everywhere. But now the chief financial officer here in Florida is like, all right, Japan, if you don't want to do it, 
We'll take the baton and run with it. Our Olympics are set to happen in Tokyo this summer, but Florida's chief financial officer, Jimmy Petronas, wants the International Olympic Committee to move them from Japan to Florida. All right, let's think about this logistically. If, you, if Florida is going to host the Olympics, what city is it going to be? Is it going to be Jacksonville? Is it going to be Orlando? Is it going to be Tampa, Miami? I mean, you can't have it in Tallahassee, not enough venues. I think if you're going to do it, you got to do it around the I-4 corridor. So you could do Tampa, Orlando, hell, you could even do some of the events in Daytona Beach. And if you need to, you could host some of it down in Miami. You could even do Jacksonville. But I think your best bet logistically would be the I-4 corridor. Now, we don't have a lot of mass transit in this area. That's the one thing that Central Florida does not have. But if you also make it, you could get Disney, Universal, Bush Gardens. You got stadiums in Tampa. You could use Ray J. You could use all those venues. Uh, you could use the Orlando City Soccer uh, Stadium. You could use the Citrus Bowl. So if you're going to do it, like I said, it's got to be in that I-4 corridor. Now, Petronas wrote a letter to the committee after some reports came out last week saying that leaders in Japan have privately concluded they are too concerned about the pandemic for the Olympics to take place there. Officials in Japan said those reports are not true. Now, Petronas said Florida would be a great option for the game since plenty of sporting events have been hosted here, like the NBA bubble and the UFC in Jacksonville. I know Florida does sports right, whether it be the the, the national championships of college uh, football that take place here, the Daytona 500, which is a Super Bowl of auto sport racing. All right, let's talk about venues. What is going to be your Olympic stadium? Because you got to think about this. If Florida does take over and host the Olympics, it's too late to be able to build new venues. What stadium do you use as your Olympic stadium here in the state of Florida? Now, it would be, it wouldn't, well, I got to tell you, I, I would go with Daytona International Speedway. That's got to be your Olympic stadium because you got plenty of room to be able to march in when they do the parade of all the athletes from all over the country right there on the infield of Daytona International Speedway. Now, they just revamped it. They just redid that whole raceway park at Daytona International Speedway. So you got enough seats, which, you know, they're not going to be able to fill them up because we're going through a pandemic right now. So I'm definitely going Daytona International Speedway as your Olympic stadium. Now, you know, for the soccer events, you can use the Citrus Bowl. You could use the stadium down in Miami. You could use Ray J. Uh, if you wanted to do basketball, we got the Amway here. And and everybody's forgetting about the wide world of sports. How many different events could you host right out there? It would make perfect sense. Plus, all the people that came to see the events, they could go to the theme parks. I get why Florida is wanting to host the Olympics. You know, here in the state of Florida, we do not have a state income tax. We We rely on a sales tax from all the tourists coming from all over the country, all over the world, to spend money here and leave their money here. But now, during this pandemic, I mean, the parks were closed for quite a while. Think of all the income 
all the tax money that the state of Florida is missing out on. I think it would be great. And guess what? Our governor, say what, say what you want about him, doesn't give a fuck. Like, if it was up to Ron DeSantis, he would make the stadiums full. He would allow a full stadium for the Super Bowl. I mean, he's basically Donald Trump Jr., but on the state level. He's going to do everything his great, or- well, once orange leader, uh, what, whatever he wanted to do. So, yeah, let's do it. Screw it. Let's become the hotbed of COVID-19. Every single year or this coming two weeks from now, we'll have the 17th Super Bowl. Why can't it be the same thing for the Olympics? Florida, Florida can pull it. If we can pull a Super Bowl off, we can pull the Olympics off. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is a big event to host the Super Bowl. And it actually brings money into a city. Uh, the city doesn't have to put out. I think they said the games right now in Tokyo is running about $3 billion. I mean, that that is just a bad business investment. There's no way you're going to be able to recoup the cost or or the money you owe after spending $3 billion. And then all these events, there are these venues, they're all going to be run down. They're not going to get used. They're just going to be there. They're going to be a big, big eyesore. And let's not even talk about the gentrification that goes on. It, it happens in every single host city that, that takes on an Olympics. They, they did it in Atlanta. And, and gentrification is just... A nice way of saying we're going to run out all the minorities because we don't want that on TV. We don't want people to see the poor people in our city. No, they moved those people out. They did it in Atlanta. I mean, just look it up. They did it in Rio. Do you realize how many people they ran out of favelas and and just basically said, hey, we're not even going to buy your stuff. We're not even talking intimate domain where they give you a fair offer on it. No, they just say, get the fuck out. We're building a, a swimming pool here. So it, it's really, really not fair. Uh, and it's one thing to host the Super Bowl, but the Olympics, where, where, uh, well, you do have a lot of hotels that aren't being used. So I guess you could put a lot of the athletes and, and a lot of the hotels there. Uh, I mean, I mean, Orlando did a great job with the bubble that they had during the NBA. NBA did not have one single positive test for COVID once they started the end of the season and the playoffs. So they had it down right. I think it could happen. But at what cost? The taxpayers, we're all going to suffer. We're all going to have to deal with all the traffic. I mean, that's going to be the other big thing. I mean, traffic is already bad in Orlando. And they've got the I-4 Ultimate Project going on right now, which would not be a good look for an Olympic game. So, I mean, it, I mean, crazier things have happened. Would I like it? Hell yeah, because I would definitely go to some events. So, let's see. I mean, they may pull it off. Who knows? But I think it's going to be in Tokyo no matter what. Because, you know, the Japanese are going to be like, oh, we, we got $3 billion into this. I think we're going to host it. Going to take a quick break. Be back in a few minutes. You are listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. He's a nerd. I've only been arrested one time. A radio personality. Professionally, I'm not in the best position that I've ever been in. And hot talk satirizer. You would think with everything that's going on, a Caucasian like myself wouldn't be able to randomly talk to an African-American or a minority. You're listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. 
Wish you could have just flown and had your vehicle arrive a day or two later so you can enjoy more time doing what's important to you? Well, you can. Just give Starfire Transport a call. Let the professionals do the driving while you're flying. Starfire Transport specializes in RV and auto transport. They'll also haul watercraft from boats to PWCs, cargo trailers, and more. Service available throughout the continental United States. So don't wait. Call Brian today at 574-349-4193 or 989-751-6106 for your next move. 10% off for veterans past or present. Also, make sure to tell them Tuttle sent you for an additional discount. That's Starfire Transport. All right, guys, welcome back to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Uh, I got to tell you, my producer, Vulture, has been killing it. And I got to tell you, hopefully, luckily, I don't have epilepsy because my next guest, I'm looking at him on the camera, and he's got light flashing back and forth. But uh, Casey, Casey, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you doing today? Lights are off for anyone with epilepsy. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. See, you. the only reason I bring that up is, um, you know, I, I get on a lot of social media and, you know, they got to cover their asses about the epilepsy because uh, on TikTok, like any of the videos that have like flashing lights and stuff, they throw up a warning before the video even starts. It says uh, flash warning. So I don't know if a bunch of people were like seizing out or something. But uh, Casey, where where are you calling from, man? I would have to say it might be cold because you're wearing a beanie. Yeah, well, you know, it's wintertime here in New Mexico and living most of my life, uh, a good chunk of my life in California. Still ain't adjusted to it, especially with my arthritis and nerve damage health issues. Now, New Mexico, New Mexico is kind of a weird place, you know, um, you know, I love history. I love geography, but everybody thinks New Mexico. You know, Arizona, that's all desert. They think hot, 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 but it gets cold in those places as well, too. Yeah, this is this is a mountain desert, but like it different than like I I was born in Idaho and lived a good chunk of my life in Utah as well. The snow doesn't stay on the ground here. So it's a different kind of cold than you get in some of the other mountain states. But it's still it's a mountain desert climate. And no matter what desert you go to, once the sun goes down, it gets cold. Now, Casey, uh, tell people a little bit about yourself, uh, what you're coming on to promote, uh, and then we can get into the interview here. Absolutely. Uh, I'm down the road show publicly. I started a podcast 10 years ago that I quickly turned into a YouTube podcast and then dropped the podcast altogether. And I spent the last 10 years traveling around to different uh, comic conventions around the country and building my network. And just having a Com- good time. Whoa, 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 hold on. Comic conventions, like uh, yeah, this is all my art. friends' art. Yeah, these are different artist friends' arts back okay. there. San Diego, now, Chicago, I, I, New I York. Hope, yeah. Have you ever been to Dragon Con in Atlanta? My favorite convention. That's like one of the only ones I haven't been to yet, and I was hoping to go, but now pandemic, the and there pandemic. are no cons. Yeah. Man, Casey, I gotta tell you, okay. Now, I, I've been to a lot of conventions, okay? Everybody's like, you got to go to Comic-Con. Um, Comic-Con has well, become too that. Hollywood. Yeah. It's too Hollywood. If you even want to get into a panel, you got to be waiting like oh. two or three days ahead of time. And I'm just do not down for that. No way. Now, no way. 
I can suggest better. I can suggest better conventions. All right, tell, me, are, tell me, tell me, look, tell Phoenix, me yours. But Phoenix yeah. puts on one of the best small big conventions in the country. I love Phoenix. Uh, their staff is amazing. What is their specialty? Or I mean, are, are they just doing anime? Or are they doing comics? Or are they doing uh, every, sci-fi? Everybody does a little bit of everything these days. You kind of have to to really uh, feed into the crowd because just the comic book lovers alone are not enough to support any one convention anymore. All right. So, so all right. We'll nerd out here in a few minutes. So, okay. But yeah. let's get but to why I'm here. Yes, 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 yes. So let's get into that. I get easily distracted. Uh, the Cost of Cannabis is a documentary I started in 2013 about a friend of mine who was decided to fight a marijuana misdemeanor ticket in Arizona back when Joe Arapio was uh, the evil dictator in Oh, uh, dude, dude, I, I listen. Okay, so let, let <laughs> me preface this, okay? Now, I agree there are bad law enforcement, but there are also good law good enforcement. Good law, okay? yes. So, but our pyro, he goes way overboard sometimes. I, I think almost that Sometimes he's more of a media whore than than what he is being a lawman because he tries to do the most outrageous things to be able to get attention, like making your inmates wear pink or, you know, just uh, make them live in tents and stuff. Yeah, they, they messed up. Yes, you know, there's some really bad people. There's murderers, there's rapists, there's pedophiles, but... We're talking about drug conviction, you know, especially if we're talking like acid, mushrooms, marijuana. I have no problem with that. Matter of fact, if heroin, no, yeah, no, 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 no. But exactly. you know what? I will go one step further, though. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the crime that was associated with some drugs, I I I am I believe and I'm the type of person if you want to do a drug as long as you're not out on the road driving around putting other people in danger like if you're in your house and you're not going anywhere if you want to shoot up black tar heroin you know what buddy that's on you do I agree with it no I do not but you got to think about you know how it affects other people and what 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 kills me is like cannabis, uh, acid, mushroom, stuff like that is illegal when you have tobacco and alcohol that is killing just 200% more than any of those drugs that I just mentioned. And mm-hmm. and the only reason that, that it is is because of lobbyists. Profits. And, and yeah, yeah, because it's big tobacco big liquor, big pharmaceutical, because I'm talking about the people mm-hmm. that are dealing with mental issues that are on Zoloft or, or Spiridol or Paxil. Um, they don't want weed to be legalized because here, let me, let me give you a little bit of a background, Casey. Yeah. Um, I tried to commit suicide uh, September of 2019. I'm glad you're still and here. Yeah, and and I was on maybe three different psychotropic drugs. I was on Zoloft or Spiridol, and I forget the other one. But um, when they put me in the hospital, they had me on nine pills a day plus a shot. 
And once I got out of that hospital, um, you know, I've done other drugs. And the worst drugs to get off of when it comes to withdrawals was those psychotropic drugs. Yeah. And 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 the reason why, because weed, that's the only thing that I am on right now. I smoke cannabis. Same. And 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 that's it. But then, you know, when I tell people I'm sober, because I was a raging alcoholic as well, too. Same. And when I tell people that I'm still smoking weed, they were like, well, you can't say you're sober. And and it it, it, it really drives me crazy because look at uh, all the people that die of cirrhosis of the liver from alcohol, mm-hmm. all the people that die from drunk driving people that choke on their own vomit and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. All these psychotropic meds, which in my opinion, lead to mass shootings. Guns mm-hmm. aren't the problems. It's it's mental health, in my opinion. Oh, I love and, that perspective. No, no, and it, it is. That makes I a mean, lot of sense. Never, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're never you're never gonna get rid of the. I mean, it's America. It's the Second Amendment. It's the most important. It's the second most important amendment we have behind uh, free speech. So what I'm trying to say is, it just drives me crazy because weed, marijuana, the money that we can make off of taxes and stuff uh-huh. like that just drives me crazy i'm gonna stop talking because i'm rambling and i want to hear your thoughts well and that's exactly what my docu-series coming to the down the road show youtube channel is all about is it's called the cost of cannabis so what is it costing us in society with uh, with the reagan racist laws and just incarcerating black people compared to every time i was busted with weed a cop would tell me i was lucky i was white and just let me go Versus I have interviews that I'm going to be doing with the Cannabis Coalition for Veterans to help them get cannabis legalized in their states so that they can use it for PTSD instead of popping all the pills like Big Pharma wants to do. What do you you think about military guys? Um, I I think they need it. I think think the military, um, I got to get you in touch with my buddy, the, uh, the the fiscal stoner. Okay, I interviewed I like him. I interviewed him uh, maybe like five months ago, and the the amount of the just the nicest people that I've come in contact with that have started following me, people that have started uh, listening to my podcast, and you know, I I think a lot of these soldiers and and even cops, you know, people forget about first responders and the things yeah. that they have to see. I have no problem if they want. They don't even get free mental health. Why are are first responders in this country not getting free mental health out of anyone who deserves it in this country? It's the cops, the paramedics, the doctors, the nurses. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. So, so I, I just, I, I think one day it'll get to the point where weed will be just like cigarettes, cigarettes or, or alcohol. But I mean, I mean, alcohol. I mean, like that's the thing about it. How is tobacco and alcohol legal? Uh, and then just this stuff that grows out of the ground is not. And I don't want people to think I'm some big I had, but it's just common sense. Right. And 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 nor should nor should teenagers and kids be smoking it because their brain is still in development. But as an yeah, adult, no, I agree. What you do behind the closed doors of your own home, if you're not 
abusing your family and you're not creating victims at home, you're not getting on the road and creating victims, you're not out there yeah. causing crime because of it to get a better high, you're not creating victims. Mm -hmm. It's a victimless, like, yeah, the whole thing is just ridiculous. So let's, let's talk about your documentary. So <laughs> give me, give me a little bit about like what it's about, what, what your message, because I mean, I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of documentaries out there about weed, cannabis and stuff. How is yours different than everybody else? Uh, well, let's see. I, I was raised Mormon in Utah, so it is kind of, I am. I could talk to you about. Yeah. Love. See, because here in Florida, you know, I'm not trying to compare the Mormons to Scientology, but you know, uh, I've been to their headquarters in LA. They tried, they tried to recruit me. Well, I mean, Clear Clearwater is the big, big hub for Scientologists here in Florida, and so I'm not trying to compare Mormon, but you, you know what I mean, you know, because the Mormon faith has a little, you know, kind of some weird stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. But and but that's and, and that's kind of the whole point behind this docuseries is it's not just going to be some entertainment for stoners. This is going to be geared very centralized with educational, informational uh, purposes out there to do, debunk the myths behind marijuana okay, so and to get the right wing a little more like to rethink their position on it. All right, so so you're talking about things that people don't know. What what are some of the things that the people that might be anti cannabis well, don't it, know? No, like like, yeah. like just something like you know because they you know they maybe read something on social media or something right. like this and they they take it as the gospel. What right. what is that one thing that the other side is misinformed about? How how beneficial it is to our own personal health, not even just smoking it or using it. And there's multiple ways to utilize it without getting high and utilizing the THC part, which is the psychotropic part that affects your brain. It's the CBD part of the plant that is even more useful than the THC that doesn't get you that brain head high that is healing and they're finding even more and more uses for. Not to mention, not to mention the hemp plant itself cleans the air faster than any tree around it replenishes the soil it's grown in and you can grow it within 120 days and all of a sudden so that's four cycles a year at least in some states in the country for producing clothing wood oil uh, ford made a car out of it like the 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 amount of reasons the that hemp is illegal making cannabis illegal is more for because of lobbyists and other corporations exactly. didn't want them cutting into their profit and then, so, 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 I mean, even look, even Budweiser in the nineties funded the entire sheriff's department of Humboldt County just to do marijuana raids in the hills because they had the yeah, best yeah. stuff coming out, coming out in the country. I mean, my dad, my dad always used to tell me this, you know, we, we watched a lot of sports growing up and, you know, uh, at sporting events, they serve you overpriced, large beers. Everybody's getting geared up, you know? Uh, at the Philadelphia Eagles uh, football stadium, they there are so many fights. They actually have a jail. They have a jail inside their stadium. Now, my dad always said, "What if instead of beer, everybody was getting blazed out of their mind while watching the football game?" 
Yeah, I mean, people that are high don't want to fight. No, people they don't. Are, people that are drunk, they want to fight. They are a they are like to go guy. They're like, I'm looking for any. Oh, did you step on my shoe? Oh, it's time to go. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, if it if it if it was a guy on pie and be like. You know, he stepped on his shoe. The guy that was high that stepped on the shoe was like, "Oh, hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I did." And the other guy was like, "Don't worry about it, man. It's, it, it's fine." You know. But if that was a bunch of beard up people, would be like, "Yo, what up, motherfucker? You ready to go?" That's exactly what would happen. You're damn right. I've seen seventy year old men duke it out at the bars I've worked at over a football game. Like you're in your seventies, for the love of God. Now. You know, I, I've been reading, and 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 I don't want anybody to think like I'm in, uh, I'm blaming the Trump uh, Trump MAGA people. But but what I'm trying to say is that I will. Our deficit has grown tremendously because of this pandemic. Um, do you touch on this in your documentary about the amount of taxes that can be? generated yes we're um, going to be talking about the revenue the taxes not just that like I mean, give me an idea like give me an idea you, of like you, how... you got look it's it, it's not a one-man job first of all to start a farm to even grow cannabis so you're employing farmers you're helping out the local farming community uh Dude, as I, well. I, I i just watch I, I i get up and watch cbs sunday morning all the time um John Belushi, uh, the Belushi guy. Um, I didn't realize he had such a pretty good marijuana farm going on there. And and yeah, it's only know, like two he, years old, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and he says he's making some pretty good money off of it, and people are loving it. Cheech and Chong have their own brand now. Seth Rogen has his own brand now. Uh, uh, Snoop Dogg has his own brand now. So we're going to be covering the pop culture end of it as well, talking about okay, you know, look. Because on YouTube, I can't monetize any of my cannabis videos. Yeah, but because it is drug-related, drug which I think exactly. is completely ridiculous. Especially if it's educational purpose. But if it was a music video and I'm smoking in it, and if it's considered pop culture, you can 100% monetize it. Like, how much bullshit is that? So I'll be covering that in the YouTube, too. The difference between real life, advertising, and pop culture, and, you know, just... Every I'm going to be touching on every aspect of society I can think of, and uh, as many other ideas as people send my way too. That's why it's this went from one documentary about a friend into a six part series. Um, in closing, um, you know, like my mom and dad, they're they're in their seventies. My mom, she doesn't have Parkinson's, but you know, she's gone through chemotherapy. The, it, it, I, I, it was weird. I, I bought her a bag of weed just to be able to, you know, keep the weight on her while she was going through chemotherapy. And then after that, she, she started having central tremors, not Parkinson's, oh. but she would shake. And then in the morning when she's shaking, I'd be like, I, I'll grab her the vape pen with a little bit in it. She'll take a hit off of that, maybe one or two. And then she's straight as an arrow. Mm -hmm. So, 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 so what I'm trying to say is, how how can something like that be demonized? You right. know, it's, it, it's, you know, my mom and dad, they, they're good people. They've never been in trouble in their lives. But they and, believe everything they were told. Yes, it, exactly. But my mom takes it and, and, 
you know, when she's like this, she's like this after just like one or two hits. Like she's That's the same straight as an arrow, you know? So I just, I, I think it's weird. And, and, and I think that marijuana should start being included when it comes to the pharmaceutical side of it, because it seems like the pharmaceutical company, if they were smart, you know, these drug companies, if they were smart, they'd be like, oh, all these people are trying to do this. Let's get in and try to make it make it more feasible and more accessible for more people mm-hmm. and get this thing done. But they're dumb. They give all the money. If 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 the pharmaceutical companies were smart instead of fighting it, they well, jumped in on it. And and here's and and here's that exact issue that uh, I'm hoping to hear back from someone to get an interview for my docu series from uh, a coalition of insurance companies from from around the country uh, to talk about that because the pharmaceutical companies can't do anything about any of that until the insurance companies accept insurance payment. For that, anyway. So once again, it all kind of goes back to the insurance. It's companies. all a big. It's all a big Tijuana yeah. butt fuck. It's a yeah. Tijuana butt fuck. Like you're you you're getting it coming and going. From the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. Man, maybe I would have way more sex partners in my life if I just threw caution to the wind. It's the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by. StitchYouUp.com For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let StitchYouUp help you with your logo design. Visit StitchYouUp.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. Welcome back, final segment of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. want to mention something really, really quick. Uh, I've been getting my sponsors, and, and that's bringing in money, but I'm trying to upgrade all the equipment. I'm trying to build a studio right now, and if you'd like to help out, no matter what, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. Uh, Anything you can give, even if it's a dollar, it will help. It will go a really, really long way. And any of the money that you donate is going to be put back into the Tuttle Daily Podcast so I can be putting out better content for you, the supporter. So make sure you go there, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. I wanted to talk about this news story before I went, and I don't understand why a lot of people are upset about this. I mean, I I could see maybe, but I don't see how this is a bad thing. Uh, There's this new app out called iConsent, and Fury at a new app that gives men 24-hour consent contracts to have sex after Denmark passed controversial rape laws. Now, I wonder what the rape laws were, and I I wonder, are they having a problem with rape in Denmark? Uh, The launch comes in response to a new rape law which criminalizes sex without explicit consent in Denmark. Now, hold on. How how does that work? I mean, it's like he said, she said, and maybe this is a good thing because I, I could see a guy getting caught up in a woman that's lying. Now, please, 
women, female listeners, don't think that I'm, I'm not saying that rape does not happen. It is absolutely horrible, and I can't even imagine what that does traumatically to a woman's psyche. But you also have to agree there are some crazy-ass women that will lie on a dude. Uh, the creators argue the purpose of the app I consent is to ensure both parties agree to intercourse. But groups have slammed the app as nonsensical and say that it undermines the complexity of consent. A sexual relationship is not about a contract, so it shoots completely wrong in relation to the needs that are out there. It is very clear that the app was developed by someone who has neither a professional approach to gender, body, or sexuality, but it also has not listened to what was discussed in the consent debate. Because we come back a bit to step one, is consent a contract or not? I mean, is it really, though? I mean, like... I've seen plenty of news stories where a woman has consented to having sex, but during the action of sexual intercourse, the woman has changed her mind, and some guys are dicks. Like, if a, if a woman tells you to stop, you gotta stop. Is it frustrating? Fuck it, yes. It is frustrating as hell, but it's just not worth it. It, it really is not worth it. Users enter the number of the person that they want to have sex with and send a request. The other is then given the option to accept or reject it. It's designed so that a consent is valid for 24 hours but is limited to sexual intercourse. Now, all right, so does that mean I get to do it as many times? Like, is it only for one sex session, one nut, one orgasm? Or do you get that whole 24 hours of consent? And, you know, it is a contract. Like, if I want to have sex, hey, you signed a contract. You got to have sex with me. I mean, I, I don't even know how these would this would hold up legally. I mean, you could easily, like, all right, uh, this is going to cover my ass. I got this app. I'm going to send you this number. But the guy could have a gun to the woman's head the whole time. He's like, all right, you're going to accept this. So I can get away with rape because, yeah, come on, there's a lot of sick, twisted people out there. And you know that something like that would happen. And ladies, would, would you be down to use this app? Like, does it take a little bit of the romance out of it when you have to sign a legal contract before you get into uh, you know, bumping uglies? Yeah, I, very 90s. I know I sound like an old man by saying bumping uglies, but... I mean, it, it, it kind of takes out the romantic part of sexual intercourse. And just saying sexual intercourse, I mean, how about this? Making love. Before we make love, I need you to sign this contract. I need to get it notarized. Uh, you know what? I'd probably use Daniel Dennis. Daniel Dennis notarized a lot of things for me. So I can imagine back when I was married, if uh, Double D was there, I've already got the condom on. I'm semi-erect. And I'm like, come on. Hurry up, Dizzy. Hurry up, Daniel. I need you to notarize this because I'm losing it. The erection is going away. Stamp it. See you, Daniel. I mean, if you want to sit around and spectate, that's fine. But I need to get to work here. Thank you. Yes, that's how it would go. And it is a little bit of a sexual fantasy of mine to have Daniel Dennis watch me. Maybe even if it's through like a peephole or something so he could give me some feedback. 
because he does give good feedback. So, all right, guys, I'm going to stop while I'm ahead here. Thanks for listening to today's show. Hope you enjoyed it, and I will talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Like, share, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast is brought to you by the Vapor Shades Hobo Fish Camp. You want some cool-ass sunglasses? Check out Vaporshades.com. Also brought to you by Starfire Transport, StitchYouUp.com, PocketPairClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Lamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover service is brought to you by jcvoiceover.com. That guy's got a damn sexy voice. You should hire him. Check out jcvoiceover.com. If you want to help support the show, go to paypal.me slash radio. Comments? Concerns? Or do you just want to let Tuttle know he's being a dickhead? Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two Ds at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail at 407-270-3044. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast.